Frequency.fm presents The Amped Interview. Hey folks, it's uh, Joe Brookhouse here with Frequency, and uh, we've got a special guest here today from uh, Louisiana. Hopefully I got the state right. A gentleman uh, named uh, Josh Blakesley of the Josh Blakesley Band. He's a singer, songwriter, and worship leader. And uh, we have the uh, the benefit uh, of his presence uh, today uh, on the podcast. Thanks for joining us, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. It is Louisiana, right? It is Louisiana. That's right. Cool. And you, you would be the third uh, person I've talked to, worship leader out of Louisiana, in the past couple of years. So you guys are obviously... Something in the water, as they say. Well, I'm sure there is, because the water down there is kind of funky. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah. My wife is from Texas, and she refers to it as Lousiana, which I think is unfair. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. But but you know what, though? We love our Texas neighbors, though. That, that's very kind of you. That's, uh, that's very graceful of you to say that. Well, for folks who uh, may not be familiar with you, um, perhaps you could give us a quick introduction, introduce yourself to uh, our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my name is Josh Blakesley, um, and the band is the Josh Blakesley Band. Um, our guitar player is Gray McCullough. Um, Blake Powell plays drums for us, and Christian Godet plays um, bass guitar for us. Godet's a good Louisiana name for you there. Yeah, uh, you don't get names like that in Texas. So, um, and we've been we've been together. Uh, Blake was the last one in the group, and he was in about three years ago, a little over three years ago. So, um, so we're we know each other well now after after traveling, hanging out together in, in vans and airplanes and hotel rooms all over the country. Um, we know each other well. We're we're a family now. And with family, there's the good, the bad, and the uh, ugly uh, associated with that. I can relate to that. Uh, we were talking online uh, before, well, before you pushed record. You you, were, you actually have something in common with me in that we both uh, grew up in the Catholic Church. That's right. Um, and uh, we, we both survived and uh, probably have some affection for that. Are all the members of your band also Catholic or is it kind of a, a, an interesting dynamic there? It is no, it's a joke because I was two Catholics, a Baptist, and a former Pentecostal, and so we're <laughs> we're all together, and uh, and it makes you know it makes for a lot of fun, really. It makes for an interesting dynamic. Um, we we actually have a lot of uh, in depth theological discussions about uh, about faith and about um, you know having having grown up hearing what what you hear, and it's interesting that. Um, in in the church, I think there's a lot of um, there's there's a lot of opportunity. I think for us to be judgmental in a church that asks us not to judge. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's funny how that works out, you know. And what we have found as a group, um, traveling together, living together, and being being accountable to one another as brothers, and uh, and trying to grow each other in holiness and lead each other closer to to Christ. Um, what we found is that that in and of itself is really what's important is that, is that we're, we're growing and leading, leading each other toward heaven, um, as opposed to the methodology with which, um, we're, we're each doing that. Um, and so it's been, it's been huge. And we specifically decided to kind of dive into that even a little more deeply, um, this year. And we're really just focusing on, on, um, on unity, on on the idea of unity, and what it means to be one church, um, 
what it means to experience the healing, um, to be inclusive instead of exclusive. Um, I think a lot of times, um, as, as Catholics, we, we talk about Protestants, um, and, uh, you know, we, we love our Protestant brothers and sisters, but, but we don't want to, we don't want to dive too deeply into that, you know, like, let's just leave them over there and let's do our thing here. Um, and, and Protestants, pro- you know, probably tend to feel the same way about Catholics, but man, we're just, we're having a, we're having a, an amazing experience diving into each other's faiths and, and, and what they mean and, and going into the, the history of it, you know? So it's been powerful for us. I'm excited to see what comes of it. I really am. Well, that's a pretty powerful thing that you're describing there. Uh, one of the things that just popped into my mind as you were describing that is because there's so many, you know, there's a proliferation of Protestant denominations, let's say, and, but they're all kind of, and I don't mean to get too much. I'm sure you've had tons of these conversations, but we think of Catholicism as kind of this all um, inclusive. We don't necessarily talk about different Catholic denominations. I mean, there's some, there's others there, but it's Protestant or Catholic and never the twain shall meet. It seems like right. sometimes, but when I think about, let's say contemporary Christian music and, and I've listened um, to your latest album, even in this, um, we'll talk more about that shortly, but it's definitely, you know, contemporary Christian music with some, you know, worship built into that and four on the floor drums and some great piano. And, you know, when I listen to that, I'm not, uh, I don't, I'm not thinking what's your denomination um, in the same way. Like if a, a, another song came on the radio by another artist, I wouldn't go, I wonder what their denomination is. You know, if they're, right. if they're right. speaking the truth about Christ as our savior and it's coming straight out of the gospel, then why can't I embrace that as a worship song, as a, as a personal uh, song for personal reflection? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I, I don't want to necessarily spend a whole bunch of time on the topic because I don't want this to just be about, you know, you, you growing up Catholic and me growing up Catholic is, you know, we could talk about our guilt all day. Um, right. <laughs> but I know, you know, growing up in the Catholic Church that there's a beautiful ritual to it. And the liturgy of the music itself is something that I hold very sacred for myself. Um, and it helps me get to a worshipful place. Um, when I think of, you know, and I've talked to other uh, folks who are in the Catholic church, I don't think about contemporary worship. Um, so I, I just wonder for you as a, as a, uh, an artist, as a songwriter, um, how do you marry the general understanding of the liturgical music as it maybe relates to contemporary music. That's interesting. I, I have spent, um, I've spent most of my career in music, um, uh, kind of balancing, doing a balancing act with, with exactly what you're talking about right now. Liturgical music. Um, I mean, all worship music, really, it, it, the intent is to worship God and to serve the church in some way. And so, and so every time I write a song, I mean, those are the things, those are the two things that I'm kind of, um, headed towards, you know, um, in particular, you know, liturgically speaking, I mean, you know, we're, we're writing songs that are, we're trying to sing corporately. We want to make them singable so that other people can join in, um, in the history of the church, you know, when we sing, when we think about some of the songs that we're singing from hymnals and, you know, from way back, like, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God Almighty, or Holy God, we praise the name. Some of these songs that are, you know, almost ancient in some ways, there's a, there's a beauty and, um, 
a mystical element to those songs uh, because of the, the history and tradition that goes with them. Um, and so a lot of times what we do is we'll take songs like that and, and, and kind of uh, inject new flavor into it and, you know, maybe change the chord structure a little bit or, or um, write a refrain for them or whatever. Um, so, so actually, you know, changing a little bit, some of those older songs. Um, but, writing new ones is also something that, that, that I love to do. Um, and writing songs that, that, you know, like you said, that have a, have a backbeat to them that have bass and electric guitar. Um, and there's room for that in the church as well. Um, now, of course, just like in any, you know, in any denomination, um, I think, you know, there's, there's traditionalists who say, well, that's, you're pushing the boundaries too much with that. And then right. there's, there's others who say, nope, this is, this is where the people are. This is where the people are. And, and I think that discussion, that debate is a healthy one. Um, I, and I think it's one that we should continue to, uh, to invest our time in. And, and, and I mean, because after all the, the people of the church are the foundation, it's what we're trying to, um, we're, we're trying our best to worship the God who created us. Um, and so collectively we have to kind of decide, um, you know, how, what's leading us co- closer to a relationship with him. You know, we have to collectively seek that out. Um, so yeah, that's kind of our, that's kind of the mission that, that we're on. terms of that traditional versus contemporary. I mean, that's not a new argument. I mean, that's an argument that's been going on since Amazing Grace was written a couple hundred years ago, right? (laughs) Right. Um, And uh, so like in my church, it's uh, very blended where I lead worship in that. Um, I I probably do two thirds contemporary worship. And then one third of that is going to be hymns. Um, So uh, as you're kind of characterizing, you know, where where you lead worship and where you come in and provide uh, uh, your leadership from an artist's perspective, do you find that you, you're even further behind than we are in that argument? And Because uh, I don't hear many Catholic churches talk about contemporary music being a component of the service or the mass. Yeah, yeah and I, I think that's right. I think that's accurate. We're... Um we're we're a little behind in in terms of the contemporary music and i think there's it's there's there's a couple of things involved in that i mean um the catholic church moves she moves slowly she's very yeah. deliberate and slow and and t- it takes a lot of time to uh, to to make definitive if there ever are any definitive answers on things like that um and and so i think that plays into it um a lot I, I also think um, the the people of the church, you know, there's there's some sitting in the pews that that go to uh, the ten thirty service here, where you know, at the church where where I work, um, they they go to that service specifically, you know, some of them, not all of them, but specifically because they they are able to worship with the music that happens at that at that mass. Yes. 
and um, and it's not contemporary. And so it speaks to them. Um, you know, I, we do, I do the 530 service and, and that music, it, it's, it's more contemporary. We've got bass, drums, electric guitars, the whole deal. And it's, to me, it's more worshipful to me. It's, um, you know, it, and I think there's a lot of people who attend that mass because the music is as such, you know, and I think as, as that grows, um, and the people who play that type of music grows, um, you know, the, it, it will it will also grow in popularity in terms of you know doing contemporary music within the within the liturgy i think will it'll grow as well I, at least yeah. at least i believe it will you know and i appreciate what you said there in terms of acknowledging that the music is uh is going to affect different people in different ways and you're drawn into worship in different ways you know i i can tell you that there's you know, some Baptists, former Baptists at the church where I'm at, which is now non-denominational, that if they heard, you know, um, some of the Catholic liturgy, would be like, what are you talking about? I, I, you know, what is that? Whereas if, you know, if I hear, you know, the great amen or something like that, um, I'm just drawn right into my comfort zone, according to my uh, upbringing in faith. Um, right. And then there's certain hymns that I never heard because I didn't grow up Baptist, right? And I'm like, and they're like, why don't you play more Baptist hymns? I'm like, because I don't know any. You know, it just wasn't part of my legacy of faith growing up. And I'm learning and I'm growing in terms of my language there. But I, I love how you talk about, you know, for those people at the 1030 service, they're worshiping with the music and in a manner that um, means the most and is less of a distraction for them. And the same for folks at your 530 service. Sure. Sure. Let's go ahead and transition, if you don't mind. I'd really like to talk about some of the, the music that you've made, most, especially your most recent album, even in this. And uh, I understand uh, that was recorded uh, with uh, our friend Michael Farron is the uh, the producer uh, of that album. And if I'm correct, you just a couple of days ago hit your one year anniversary of the release of, right. of that record. That's right. That's right. Um, a year ago, just a few days ago, we um, we released that record and um, and. It's, you know, it's amazing what happens in a year, but um, it really has been an amazing process. We, uh, in the months leading up to that, that album, we did a, a Kickstarter project, which is not something I've ever done before or ever attempted. We've got five albums. This is the first one that, that I kind of, we decided that we wanted to do an, an indie kind of an indie style kind of situation where we can really get the fans involved and, um, and, and, you know, kind of lean on some of the people who, um, who love what we do and find out who those people are and, um, and, and get, get closer to them in the, in the way that, you know, you get closer to people in a, at a retreat when you, when you, when you work together with them to get a project done, you know, and that, in that kind of sense, um, it really brought together a lot of fans, a lot of people and, and, uh, and we made enough money to, to make an entire project, um, and put all these songs that we, that we wrote and had such a love for, um, all together on one, one project. That's kind of what even in this, um, it w- was about, you know, that, um, we just, we, Put, put this collection of songs together and it was really paid for and done by the fans. And, um, and that was, that was a huge blessing for us. I mean, I saw the number that you hit, I'm not sure what your target was on that, but contributions were what 38 
thousand dollars or uh, or beyond yeah yeah we were actually uh i think we were originally shooting for 35 and uh and we reached that and uh, I, I think we were all just ecstatic and so <laughs> so happy about it there's an there's an opportunity to um to do more if you reach your goal you can continue going and um and we had some other things obviously that that we could accomplish if we were to go past that goal and uh with regard to video and you know putting some other things together um and so we did. We we went. We surpassed the goal, which was just. It was really amazing, and it was. Uh, it it really was such a, a huge, humbling experience. Well, tell me a little bit about kind of how the album came together. Uh, apart from the Kickstarter, I, I think I read that there was um, an event that occurred that really inspired a lot of the songs that were written for the album. Yeah, well, uh, really a series of events. I mean, um, life is such a precious thing, and you. I mean, we you know, we just don't, we don't know. We don't have any way of knowing God has a plan and, and we just kind of have to trust in it. Um, we, uh, at, at the church where the, my guitar player and I are, are both affiliated, we, um, we lost, uh, uh, one of the teens that was, uh, in our youth group. And, um, he was, he was killed one night, um, in a driving accident, and uh, it was a, it was a devastation for his parents, obviously for our, our community. Um, around the same time, um, uh, our guitar player uh, Gray uh, they lost their newborn baby girl. Uh, she was three months old when she died to um, the disease called trisomy eighteen, and uh, and it was obviously a a devastating moment for them as well. I mean, you know, trying to process that, trying to process how, how God is in the middle of that, you know, and just trying to figure those things out. Um, and so, you know, just, just being here, like I said, I mean, we're family. I mean, we're, you know, we're together all the time. And, um, when you go through stuff like that, um, I, I watched Gray and I, I watched his wife and uh, and their families go through that and you know it's impossible to not be affected by that and and so I was moved um, to write a song and I brought it to um, with Michael Farron as a matter of fact and uh, my friend Michael and and Sarah Hart and uh, wrote the song even in this and and it really is specifically about um, about approaching God with the things that are the most difficult to approach him with. Um, even our lack of understanding or our, um, our despair and our hurt and bringing those things to God and just saying, you know, even if it's just shouting and raising a fist to him and just saying, God, I don't understand. And I don't like this and I don't get it. And, but God wants that. He wants, he wants us, um, to love him enough and depend on him enough to even go to him in our deepest, deepest wounds. Um, and so that's kind of how the, that's kind of how the song was born. It, it also ended up becoming the title of the CD because I think it, we were just all so um, affected by it, you know, and that's how it was born. Yeah. He's in the valley of your pain. He's in the shadow broken that we're all going to relate to at one point or another, as my pastor likes to say, there's, 
you know, if it's not taxes, it's that uh, we are, we're temporary. <laughs> it, it's easy to joke about, but um, when it's right there uh, in front of you and you're experiencing it, either yourself or with as part of a journey with friends, it's great that um, God gives us this wonderful um, means of expression in in music. And uh, I've listened to to the album Vance of, of you and I getting the opportunity to chat. It's a really wonderfully diverse album with you know moments of uh, introspection and, and energy. And uh, I really thought you did a fantastic job with that. Oh, thank you very much, Joe. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the album as a whole, we we really wanted to um, portray what. What we do as a band, and that includes, you know, what what you talked about before. There's some liturgical music that we do, and um, you know, we write specifically for for liturgy. And there's a couple of those songs on there. Um, we we also do a lot of concerts. We do a lot of concerts, and um, and so there's there's songs like that on there as well. Um, and but but I'm a worship leader at heart. Um, I like to I like to come together with a group of people and. Um, and sing songs that honor God. And uh, when we do that as a group, the spirit is present. Um, we are moved. God is moved. And um, and so, you know, songs like Here at the Cross, I mean, there's songs on there that, that, um, that are worship, you know, I mean, that's why we wrote them. So, um, yeah, so thanks for saying that. I, I hope that we accomplished that. I, I think you did. Um, you also wrote um, with the, uh... As, as I was looking at the kind of the, the liner notes of uh, who some of the people involved in the album were, I saw that uh, obviously you mentioned that uh, Michael Farron was involved in co-writing. And it looks like um, some other folks are kind of the, let's call them the mainstays of contemporary Christian music. Uh, you also engaged with, I think, uh, Mia Fields uh, is yeah. one of those folks. Um, what was your What's your experience like coming into a room and, and uh, co-writing with uh, with some of these folks? Yeah. Mia is, Mia is an amazing writer. She's an amazing writer. Um, uh, we wrote the song grateful together. It was the first single off the, um, off of even this. And we, um, you know, I had this idea about, um, it, it was around the time of Thanksgiving and, and I was just realizing that there, there really are no worship songs with regard to specifically that time of year, Thanksgiving and, uh, I mean, every song that we sing, obviously, we're supposed to be giving thanks to God. But specifically, like thematically speaking, um, with the song, you know, with the idea of gratitude or coming to God with grateful hearts. And so that's kind of where we began with that. And um, and Mia just I mean, she's just flinging down these great lyrics and great ideas. Sarah Hart is also a co-write on that. And but they are both lyricists. Um I, I love to write melodies and and um and I've got I've got lyrical ideas and I've got song ideas, but they have words and right. <laughs> they have poetry. Poetry just comes out of their mouth and it really is a beautiful experience to sit in a room with with people that um that have that gift and are talented in that way. So, well, I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge the irony of an Australian native helping you write a song about Thanksgiving. About Thanksgiving, I know. Right? <laughs> I know. Right? We laughed about that. She, she said, "She's like, yeah, well, we don't really have Thanksgiving in Australia, <laughs> you know, right?" But, uh, but yeah. So it's uh, it was funny though. They she dove right in. We and we we all we all did, you know. And really, it's a song. It's a song about. It's a song about the cross. It's a song about gratitude for the cross. And so that's, 
And she even said, that's something I can speak into right there, you know, and that's something we should all be speaking into when we worship anyway. So, yeah, I love that. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that song again, because uh, I appreciate the theme. But again, it'll also allow me to giggle about the whole Mia Fields thing, Um, because that's what you want to do. have uh, coming up as a band uh, what, what, what are your plans for 2016 whether it's touring goals as a band music that you're going to create yeah well we really as we gathered um, earlier this year um, just to, to kind of make a plan we we talked about goals for 2016 we talked about you know what's going to what's it going to look like in the next three years what's going to look like in the next five years um, and we're really focusing on that idea of unity you know and um and, and bringing the church together. Um, just recently wrote a song with Dustin Smith. Um, oh, yeah. The, the amazing writer. Um, uh, You're the one that really matters is one that he wrote. And it, we just wrote a song. Um, it's in it. I, I mean, I'm not even sure it's got a title yet. I mean, it's that it's that new. I, I still need to make a work tape of it. But um, but the, the idea, it's based around the healing that comes from um from Christians coming together, letting dividing walls fall and, um, and unifying, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ. And so that's, um, that's kind of something, you know, that song's coming down the pipe. There's some others that, that I've written, but that really is kind of, a the idea that, that we're walking towards, um, in the next year. Um, we've got lots of touring coming up, lots of, um, some festivals, concerts, conferences, and, you know, so we'll be doing those things in the, in the next several months. And we're excited. That's a selfish question. Are you going to uh, hit the Portland area? We've got to, we don't have anything on the books right now, but, uh, but we actually were just talking about, uh, Portland, Seattle area, um, last week. Um, so yes, likely we will be before the end of the year, we'll be up that way. Well, I, sure will. I fully expect you to keep me apprised of this. So absolutely, I like to, I like to buy folks coffee or lunch or when, something when they come to town and it's purely selfish on my behalf. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's really not about you getting a free cup of coffee. It's really me about getting quality time with the cool people as they come through. <laughs> so uh, keep me keep me apprised of that. I, I believe folks can go to your website and you've got the tour information posted. So I could be proactive and check that myself. Absolutely. It's there. Yeah. Well, in terms of uh, folks who are listening, if they want to uh, stay connected to what you guys in the band are doing and your music and tour, um, where are you guys active in terms of uh, social media? Yeah, we're on Facebook and we're on Twitter and we are on Instagram. Um, uh, uh, Josh Blakesley Band is the uh, Facebook page. Uh, Josh Blakesley are the other two. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we, and we love to connect with people on those media. media. We really do because it's, um, you know, I always say we're, we do what we do, uh, not just to sing at people, but, but to sing together as church. And so we, we want to have conversations. We want to get to know people through those, uh, those different social media. 
Oh, I love hearing that. We'll, we'll include the links on the uh, post. So people who are uh, listening, if they just want to go over to Frequency.fm, you'll see on the post for this, um, if you don't know how to spell Blakesley, which is a little tricky. There are more E's in the name than you think there are. Um, so come on over, click the link, and uh, you can get connected with uh, Josh and the, the band. And um, we want to encourage you, uh, if you haven't done so already, uh, check out their music. Yeah, you could stream it and you could pay for that or you could go and you could buy the album. We kind of like the latter. We like to support the artists um, and uh, we could have a whole discussion about how uh, digital streaming doesn't really pay artists enough to buy sandwiches. So anyway, we want uh, we want to encourage you as listeners to uh, consider the different ways you can support the artists, not the least of which is buying the album and staying connected and telling friends about them via social media. Josh, anything else you want to throw in there before uh, we wrap up today? I don't think so, but Joe, thanks so much for, for having me. It's been great being with you. Man, it's it's been a blessing to me to get a, an opportunity to chat with you. You too. You too, Joe. Thanks, man. All right. God bless, man. Thank you. You too. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Frequency.fm is a podcast featuring Christian artists, authors, creatives, and experts. For more music reviews, book reviews, and articles, please visit us at Frequency.fm.